Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Hawks beat the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3 in the shootout. Jay Zawoski and Greg Boyson here in studio will talk to Mario Tirabasi momentarily from the United Center. We are presented, as always, by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content. Weg? Web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Last home game of the year, Greg. Hawks win 4-3 in a pretty even, pretty well-played game, especially considering how desperate their opponent, the Vegas Golden Knights, were. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, look, it doesn't mean much for the Blackhawks, but to end, this, end the season on a, on a decent note, on a high note, with the opportunity to beat the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo on, Saturday, on Friday, I, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with the outcome of this game. I'm pleased with the experience of watching the game. All in all, a good night for the Hawks and Hawks fans. Yeah, hard to complain. Um, yeah. They got to play spoiler. In the end, it didn't matter. Dallas went to overtime. It got very interesting there. Uh, heading into the night, Dallas needed one point to clinch that last playoff spot after they beat Vegas last night in uh, <clears throat> overtime or shootout. It was a shootout last night. Uh, and Dallas had a 3 nothing lead going into the third period. And it was like, oh, this game's going to be meaningless. And then the Coyotes tied it with eight minutes to go. But they – and it, and – the shootout ended in at the United Center at the exact same moment regulation ended in Dallas. So either one of those results. Uh, Vegas, not in the playoffs. Oh, man. Yeah, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, That's karma, man. Yeah. You screw over Marc-Andre Fleury, and then the hockey gods will come for you and strike you down. Listen, they, the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> have went from being the hockey darlings to the team everybody likes to take a shit on. Right now, yeah. Uh, in the matter of a couple of years, didn't take long. I think just people got just tired of of the whole thing. Every year, they're going to be the team that makes the big free agent. They're going to get the big trade, Pacioretty and Stone, and then here's Petrangelo, and here's Alex Martinez, and oh, we're somehow going to find a way to make the salary cap not be a thing and get Jack Eichel, who rolls his eyes after a shootout loss. <laughs> Suck it, Eichel. No playoffs for you, buddy. And Look, I hope he never makes the playoffs. As, as Hawks fans, we can't really get mad about cap circumvention. No, uh, that's one of the things that Sam Bowman was sort of a master at for the first the first part of his year, uh, first part of his tenure until he lost his damn fool mind. And the second part of his tenure, he helped Vegas get around it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, to to me, the hatred all started with Flurry. Yeah, you can't screw over He's one of the most beloved, beloved players. Yeah, everybody, you can't screw over one of the nicest guys in all of pro sports and not expect to get some no. blowback. And then the guy you keep him over is bad, hurt. And weird with his coach, and his coach throws him under the bus. Uh, so, I Sad, love it. What do, you, what do you call Pete DeBoer? Sad Phil Collins? Sad Phil Collins, yeah. He looks like <laughs> he looks like Phil Collins after he dropped his ice cream cone. That's what he looks uh, like on the bench. He might be unemployed Phil Collins here in another yeah. couple hours. For I, those I, of you under 40, Phil Collins was a musical artist in yes. the uh, 80s and 90s, a singer for the band Genesis. Yes. Genesis. Yes. The Susu Studio guy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, uh, back to tonight's game, though. Yeah, the Hawks, sure. though. They preached all week. They said a lot uh, after morning skate. 
Monday night, Monday morning. They wanted to play these last two games for the fans against the Flyers and, and the Knights. They wanted to give the fans something to be happy about. They wanted a good effort, and they did it. Absolutely. My only issue was that was where the hell was that for the first thirty nine home games? Why did you wait to the last two? Well, here, so I'm glad you said that because there's something I noticed in this game that and and the last few games actually. There's it seems like whatever pressure they were feeling has gone away. And it looked like the team was having fun tonight. They were attacking. They were aggressive. They were creative. They were like all the stuff that we sort of were hoping the Hawks would be when the season began with Flurry and with Seth Jones and with Jake McCabe and all these additions and the young kids getting another shot. You finally started to see it. And I don't know if it's, you know, and you, you kind of hear the tenor of the morning skate conversation changing a little bit where guys suddenly there's a little bit of optimism around the team and you hear Taves and Kane saying like, well, you know, maybe this rebuild won't take that long and it won't be that bad to sit here through this. Something has changed in the last few days. I don't know what it is. Maybe we're going to find out, uh, you know, maybe Mrs. King made more muffins. Maybe, maybe, Hey, maybe the players were told, you know what, when the season ends, we're going to name Derek King the head coach. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But to me, Something has changed over the last 24, 48 hours with the mood of the team, the comments of the team, and the way they're playing on the ice. And I, it's it's sad that it took 81 games for the Hawks to look like they were having fun again. But for one night, it absolutely looked that way. Um, and look, it's a 4-3 shootout win, but the crowd was into it. Mario was tweeting about how intense the crowd was. It was a really good night for the Hawks. And, and hopefully, like I've said sort of the last few shows, I hope they can end this season strong. And if they can get a win in Buffalo, I think it's going to, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but it'll be a good feeling to head into an offseason after a really tough slog of a year with three big wins on your back and, and feeling good about things instead of feeling bad about things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's this season. We've talked about it so many times. This is just a season after the, the final horn blows Friday night in Buffalo, you just take the season, you wrap it up into a giant ball, and you pitch it into the nearest garbage can, and you say, the hell with it, it's over, thank God. It's time to, it's time to move on. But there's nothing wrong with finishing such a horrible season on a high note. And, you know, get some confidence going into next season. Get some confidence going into the offseason. A guy yeah. like Taylor Radish has a huge game tonight. Sam Lafferty has a huge that line of Radish, Lafferty, Kershaw was great. Those are three guys that could definitely use a confidence boost coming in to the offseason and getting ready for next season. That, that's a line right there that that Kyle Davidson could look and say, okay, that's a line. That's my starting third line, maybe second line, opening night next year. Like, those are the types of things you want to see. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good – there's nothing wrong with ending a terrible season – on a positive note. And, you know, the Hawks should want to go into Buffalo and smack them around Friday night. They owe them one. That's what started. The, well, they owe them one. The collapse started when Jeremy Cowan was the head coach. But that loss to Buffalo is what started the huge Yeah, they were, they were playing well. And then 4 nothing in the first period. And they lost 6-4, to four, was it? They, they lost that game. Whatever it was, it wasn't good. And, yeah, it took them 10 games to yeah. recover from that. It was just like, ugh. After that, because then it was the no, it was after the Vegas game that they blew the lead, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they blew the lead to Vegas. Still got a point out of that game. We just blew the 
the doors off of Buffalo the first period and then mailed it in the rest of the night. So they should want to come out in Buffalo and get a little payback. I think so, too. A little too. bit of pride. Yep. Two teams that aren't playing for anything, but you know what? You came in our building and embarrassed us, so we're going to return the favor because that's what you should do when you're a competitive team. You should want to go in there and smack them in the mouth, and then if they get up, smack them again. Keep smacking <laughs> them in the mouth till they stay down. And then score a bunch of goals. The cartoonish Three Stooges back and forth slap. That's what you should do. Uh, so a little bit of, uh, I don't know, I, Twitter is in full Twitter mode tonight. And Rob on the chat points this out. He says, it was pretty sad to see Taves uh, give the ice one more tap before he stepped off. I think it might have been his last home game in Chicago. There's definitely a chance this was his last home game in Chicago. But I'm seeing this story about how Jonathan Taves touched the ice on his way off. Some people are saying, LOL, he was picking up his mouth guard. Some people thought he was giving the United Center Ice one last goodbye. I don't know. And I'm, I keep, I'm like following breathlessly with the postgame comments to see if, if Taves is speaking or if it's been addressed at all. Um, but I, I'll never forget, as a teen, Jeremy Roenick waving goodbye to the UC fans. I think if Taves felt like he was going to go, and this was indeed his last game, I think he would have done something a little more less subtle than just give the ice a little tap. I don't know. We're going to find out. I, I hope someone asks about it. I hope he talks about it. Um, but it's probably nothing. But it's that's what Twitter's for, man. It's, it's for probably, fun speculation. Yeah, it's probably nothing. But, you know, <laughs> maybe he dropped his manscaped razor and he needed to pick it up before heading into the shower. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. I'm. It's waterproof. It is. That we know. That we know for a fact. Which means he could have left it on the ice for a while and not had to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no sweat <laughs> at all. Hey, we appreciate everybody joining us here late night uh, in the chat. We always appreciate that. Uh, but the best way for you to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. Remember, you make that $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, you get a free CHGO membership and a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And remember to use that code CHGO. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build your perfect live NBA same game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can always boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And remember, online sign-up is available now in Illinois, so what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And speaking of gambling, we are going to have an NHL bracket challenge for the CHGO Blackhawks listeners. If you go to our Twitter page at CHGO underscore Blackhawks, you'll see that link. But you need the entry code to get in. And the only way to get it is to listen or watch the podcast, which you're doing right now. The code to enter our bracket challenge is FLOWER. All caps, FLOWER, because we're all rooting for Marc-Andre Fleury in the playoffs. We want him to get to the Western Conference Finals so the Hawks get a first-round pick. So go click that link in our Twitter page, enter that code FLOWER, and you'll be entered into our bracket challenge. You have the winning bracket. You're going to win the CHGO shirt of your choice, courtesy of Greg, Mario, and I. And we'll try to come up with some other cool swag for you to include in that package. So join our bracket challenge. It's free. 
Go to our Twitter page at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Enter that code FLOWER and you are in. Maybe we'll send you uh, an envelope full of uh, Matt Peck's mustache. That You know what? That might have some value on eBay. It is in a trash bag somewhere. Uh, if you missed the Bulls postgame show. There's probably when, some in your chair. Yeah, I, there's definitely some. And, and it's, the microphone smells like mustache. It's weird. <laughs> um, but if you if you go check out the Bulls postgame show after we're done, of course, and watch Matt Peck uh, shave the glorious stash he had. It's kind of sad. I love that. That like I've never seen a mustache work more perfectly on someone aside from Joel Quenville, uh that it did on Matt Pack. Well, our producer Clark's rocking it, quite the Clark, manly yours stash is pretty great. as well. Yes, yeah. I can't grow a stash like that. Yeah, but, he, uh, the best thing about mustaches when you shave them, eventually they do come back. They do come so back. It's not. It's not. It's just. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, there's so, there's the stash. Yeah, right? that's that's a that's a Chicago stash, yeah, my exactly friend. Right, you, uh, you get my vote for next you Hawks. Can, uh, thank you very much, guys. <laughs> you can <laughs> eat a lot of Polish sausage with a mustache like that, my friend. Yeah, put some all juice in there, and you'll save it for later. <laughs> all juice. All right, we got a comment uh, from our guy Skokes in the chat. He says Vlasic played uh, with a lot of confidence tonight. Damn good. That dude. I cannot believe. Was it less than a month ago where Derek King is like, yeah, he can't play. He's not ready. We can't put him out there. He's not ready to go. All of a sudden, Vlasic has become one of the more reliable Hawks yeah. defensemen, which isn't like it's not saying a lot. 21-02 of ice time. It's unbelievable. I don't think he – I think it took him four games to get that much time Oh, absolutely. Uh, three shots on goal, three block shots. Just a really solid game from him. Uh, we're obviously when Mario joins us from the UC – we're going to get to our uh, fourth stars of the game, which we had to quickly adjust at the end of the game. All our picks were the real our stars. Picks made it in uh, to the three stars, but a lot of the young guys were starting to see that jump. And we were talking off the air yesterday when Chris Vosters was here. Um, when we were done, we were just sort of shooting the crap with him and mentioned how some of our listeners don't haven't. You know, they say, I have not seen the development from Derek King. I haven't seen these guys take a next step. And I, I think a lot of people are tying Derek King's development skills to Kirby Doc. Which is unfair. It's it's unfair. And is if he, Kirby Doc doesn't become a star, then Derek King doesn't know how to develop players. But if you look at this roster and look at the guys that are playing meaningful minutes right now, Vlasic, Regula, um, you know, it goes on and on. Like, Kurashev has improved. You've seen Radish. He came over from Tampa and was pretty good right away, but he's getting better. Lafferty came in. who was He was a reject in Pittsburgh. They traded him for a guy who has not played for the Penguins all year, as far as I know. Alex Nylander has no, been in Wilkes-Barre all year. He's not been in Pittsburgh once. Right? No. So, these young guys who are coming and making an impact, you've got to give Derek King some credit for that. So, I think it's dangerous to tie it all just to Kirby Doc. And, right. of course, look – we're going to talk about a lot probably on tomorrow's show. Uh, a lot of the veteran players on Hawks saying, well, you know, we're not that far away. Eh, if Kirby Doc doesn't work out or if he be, if he stays the player he is now, they're pretty far away. If Kirby Doc becomes a star, they're still kind of far away. They're still kind of far away, <laughs> yeah. but if, if not him as and, far, but, but still if him and far. Reichel become what you think they might. Okay. That helps. Yeah. Then you can start talking, but until we see that, We'll get into it tomorrow more, but uh, it sounded like some a, a lot of optimism from Kirby the Hawks. Kirby Doc was reps. problems 
were already well in place long before Derek King and it. It was going to take a lot more than some in-season stuff to fix him. He needs an off. He needs a full off season, and just you know, Derek King said today, he just needs to go away for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, take a break. Yep. Disappear. Turn off the phone. Recharge and come back. But getting back to Vlasic, uh, we got to talk to him after morning skate on Monday. And uh, he was uh, very high on Derek King because uh, he had a, he struggled in that Sharks game. He had, a, he had a couple bad plays. One play led directly to a goal mm-hmm. against. You know the the type of game you you're gonna get from young defensemen, young players at any time. Uh, but he said that morning at practice, Monday morning, and I saw I saw them talking on ice. Uh, Derek King pulled Vlasic aside and said, "Listen." You play 82 games a season up here. You're going to have a game like that. Yep. You're go- probably going to have five, six, ten games like that. Let's not have two of them in a row. You're here for a reason. I'm playing you for a reason. Bounce back tonight and forget about it. And he did. And, like, sometimes, you know, when we had Derek King sitting in studio a couple weeks ago, he'd said, today's coach, you have to know when to kick a guy in the butt and scream at him. And you have to kind of know when to put your arm around him and kind of be that fatherly, hey, it's okay, and boost him up. And I think King has, for the most part, knows the balance between the two. Right. And he, when he was on with us a couple weeks ago, he acknowledged, like, hey, I've, I've made some mistakes in that regard, right? Like, maybe I was too hard on Khrushchev or I tried to fit a square peg in a round hole and those sort of things. But you're right. I think especially lately, and remember – Derek King's learning on the job too, yeah. right? It's a big jump from Rockford to Chicago in terms of not just coaching, but of all the other things that go along with being an NHL head coach that you don't have to worry about in Rockford. Yeah, he's got every day he's got to go talk to 10 guys. In Rockford, he got to talk to me, yeah. me, once a week. Hey, Greg, what's up? <laughs> hey, Nothing. Greg, how's it going? Hey, good, good coach. to see you, buddy. Yeah. How are the dogs? Yeah. yeah exactly. Now he's got to talk to all these people and he's got all these other meetings and there's, you know, Every decision, not say every decision, but your your decisions are scrutinized a lot more. Yeah, at an NHL club than you are in Rockford. So you know, yeah, he's learning on the job too. So again, I think we're gonna get a a pretty quick resolution to whether or not Derek King is back or not. Like I, I think. So, like, do we find out Saturday? Maybe I think the plan is Mon- Monday. Monday will be, be exit interviews. It's going to be an exit interview. I, I believe it's not been made official, but I've been told that Kyle Davidson will will be uh, available to the media at some point Good. Monday. Great. So I would guess that that will be when they say yes, he's coming back, or no, we're going to go in another direction. You know, even if they decide that, I I don't see why you, you don't. Put him back in Rockford. I don't think he's done anything for you to say, leave our organization completely. Oh, um, absolutely not. And look, if he goes back to Rockford as the head coach, think of how much better of a coach he's going to be now. Absolutely. Just from the experience of being in the NHL and, and learning from, you know, managing game by game, learning. I'm sure he's learning new coaching techniques from Mark Crawford and, and his assistants and all those sort of things. Like, I think that helps Rockford greatly if he can go back there as the head coach. Again, we've all said, why not here? Why not him? Why not in Chicago? But if they do decide to go another direction, absolutely you make him the head coach in Rockford again. I would assume just knowing his personality 
that he's not going to be like, screw you, you didn't hire me, I'm leaving. That yeah, doesn't no. strike me as Derek no. King's personality no. at all. And he still has his house in Rockford, so he doesn't have to sell it. So yeah. there you go. There you go. See, it's so much easy. Yeah. No, I I think we'll get we'll get the quick resolution, I think. They're not going to drag that. I think over the weekend or Monday when they're available uh, to the media, they'll, they'll let us know. Because if you are going to go in a different direction, you, why would you drag your feet? And if you're going to keep them here, why would you drag your feet? Right. So th- th- we'll know quickly after that Buffalo game. Maybe they'll do it before the game and just say, hey, you know, that'd be a nice press release. Two wins at home, last game of the season, hour before faceoff. Let's say Derek King's coming sure. back for another year. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, as we've said numerous times the past few weeks, the head coach for next year's Blackhawks is like not near the top of the priority list right. for Kyle Davidson. Really, it really it's- doesn't make that much of a difference. It could definitely backfire. It could definitely maybe make some, but let's let's I, face it. The majority of the guys who are on the roster at, on opening night of next season aren't going to be here when this team finally gets back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's true. Yes, and I and I think we can safely say that Derek King at least is not going to do damage like yeah. Jeremy Colleton did. Right. That was an unmitigated disaster, and he said it. He walked in, and that team was fragile. Yeah. Right, they were just completely shell shocked from everything that was going on, and Cowan's coaching style and the whole thing, and he had to sort of rebuild the team's confidence from scratch. Was able to do that for a while, and then trade deadline happens. You know, things happen as they're going to happen, but I think we know at least with confidence at this point that he's not going to be a detriment to the team. Might there be better coaching options there, for sure, but with the direction the team's heading right now. We've said it time and time again, Derek King is as good a choice as anything, uh, as anyone to lead this rebuild, at least the, the infant stages of it. Yeah, if, if they keep him, fine. Yeah. Like, it's not going to, if they let him go, again, it's not going to break my heart. I'll be, I'll be sad on a personal level because I, I, really, I, I really enjoy being able to talk to him. He's, he's a great quote, he's a great, you know, great guy. Um, you know, I, I've built a relationship with him for covering the Ice Hogs. For I, ba- I covered his entire run in Rockford. I mean, my first game in Rockford was Jeremy Collins' last game in Rockford. So, you know, on a personal level, I want him to have the job because he's a great guy. But yeah. if, if on a professional level, if they move another direction, fine. If they keep him, fine. It's not going to tilt the needle uh, one way or the other for me. Right. Before we get to Mario, you want to tell us about uh, some great craft coffee? Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Cause I do know of some great craft coffee. I had some this morning, the Strava. I, and again, I, I don't know if it's, I, I can't be mental. I feel different. I feel good. My, I'm an old man. I'm creaky. My bones crack. My hips crack. I make a lot of noise when I get up and I don't feel as creaky or old or sore. I sleep better on days I've had my Strava, man. It is, it is it's remarkable. It, it is good stuff, and uh, it is a game changer. Of course, we're talking about Strava CBD craft coffee. It has helped Jay and I and thousands of other people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer you some real benefits like 
feeling alert and focused without the jitters that you may get from a normal cup of coffee. You can live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. And we all could use that, especially when you get over that 40 hill. Uh, plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep. So you wake up feeling your best. Best part is Strava's all about quality. Everything is in a small batch, fresh shipped straight to your door. You don't even have to leave the house. Jay can get it while he's in the shower. Yep. Strava offers also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. And it gets even better. CHGO listeners can subscribe tw- or can save 25% off their entire purchase every single time by using the promo code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at Strava, S-T-R-A-V-A, craftcoffee.com when you use that promo code chgo 25. Also, if you're already a big fan, which you should be, you can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. It's where they put you in control. You can order and save on your favorite coffees and have them shipped to you on your schedule. You tell them you want it there Thursday, they'll get it there Thursday uh, or whenever you want it. So it's StravaCraftCoffee.com. Go get yourself the best cup of coffee money can buy. Let's get ourselves the best Hawks reporter money can buy. Mario Tirabasi joining us now from the United Center. What's up, Mario? Not much, guys. Appreciate the uh, the uh, praise there. I, I mean, it's I the last some... game. We're gonna go big or go home. To <laughs> <laughs> say, do I have uh, do I have some leeway to ask for a raise already? That's not my department. You can ask. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask and get a big old no. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It was it was a great uh, great atmosphere tonight at the UC um, final home game of the season and. Uh, the team definitely treated to treated the fans to uh, some some extra hockey for free, uh, which was great. And it was just, you know, the atmosphere was was fantastic uh, for for the entire game, and especially in the overtime and 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 shootout periods. And obviously, everybody knew the implications uh, for the Golden Knights about this game. And um, obviously, uh, I'm sure people were checking their phones and getting messages uh, in the stands as much as you know. You and I were trying to uh, keep tabs on the, the Stars and the Coyotes game, and that game got a little screwy at the end too. So, probably added a little bit more buzz to the stadium. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great game, um, very entertaining, uh, a, a great way for the home fans to be uh, to be sent home for the final time this year after what has been one of the most taxing uh, and exhausting on and off the ice seasons for the Blackhawks that I can remember in a very, very, very long time. We were talking uh, before you jumped on with us, Mario, about how this game looked like for the first time in a long time, the Hawks were having fun. They were creating, they were skating with energy. They were playing fast. They were like from the puck drop to the final horn throughout the seven round shootout, the Hawks just looked energized and looked ready to go. And I think maybe it's the relief of we're almost done here. Let's finish strong. Let's finish on a solid note. We got nothing to lose. Let's play spoiler and let's have some fun out here. And they did. They looked like a different team. It's one of the better games of the year, honestly. Yeah, if this version of the Blackhawks had played for the majority of the of the season, or you know, even just the majority of the time that Derek King was the coach, uh, we might be talking about you know a, a different feel to the year. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was a, a great game against a, a team that was clearly desperate and and trying to trying to uh, 
keep their playoff hopes alive. And the Blackhawks met that met that energy and was up to the task of playing spoiler. Caleb Jones um, spoke after the game, and he uh, he said flat out, you know, they they, they knew what they could do to uh, to to end the the Golden Knights season. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was evident on the ice that uh, you know the, the the players, as much as they may or may not allude to you know, what they, what they care about outside of themselves. Uh, it definitely felt like from what he said and, um, you know, Tyler Johnson spoke after the game, Taylor Radish, Derek King, they all were asked, you know, what the implications meant and, you know, were you paying attention to it? And while Caleb was the one that sounded the most enthusiastic about trying to play the role of the spoiler, all of them acknowledged that they knew what was going on, but they were trying to focus more on themselves. But I think it was pretty evident that the team, had a little bit of extra jump, whether it was to play spoiler or whether it was just, hey, it's the last home game. Like, let's, you know, let's let's get some juice into the crowd and, and keep it there. Um, they did their best to do to do either of those things. So. They got revenge for their old buddy Flower. Yeah, they said you screwed over our <laughs> pal. We're not letting you go to the playoffs. What's that? Well, I mean, this is, and this is the the you know not the not the exact same team, but this is the Golden Knights that you know in in the bubble playoffs sent the Blackhawks home unsurprisingly yeah. but but they still did it so it was a kind of a, a roundabout way to be like oh you know get a, get a little bit back and, and and you know knock vegas out of the playoffs for the first time in their franchise's history so. when it's it's also the first time in a long time the hawks have had a chance to play in a game that matters that means something that has an impact mm-hmm. on the remainder of the season and they got up for it and to me that's really encouraging and as we've looked over the last month or so knowing the hawks weren't going to make the playoffs the three of us have said, all we want to see is compete, right? We just want to see them put together the best 60 minutes they can. More often than not, they have failed at that. But for the last little bit here, you've seen more complete efforts, and they've been rewarded for it, you know, and, and hopefully they finish the same way in Buffalo. You mentioned Caleb Jones, and it's a guy who I feel like all season long has kind of gone, I don't know, not talked about very much. Really solid game for him. The penalty, notwithstanding, uh, the goal he scored was really nice and made a really solid defensive play uh, late in the game. I think it was an overtime, overtime. actually. Was yeah, overtime uh, period, sprawling yeah. out to take a puck away. Solid game for him. And uh, reading some of the postgame comments, sounds like he really kind of wants to be back and, and stay here in Chicago. Yeah, he, he spoke about wanting to, uh, you know, kind of figuring things out in the offseason and how he and the Blackhawks have had some talks about, you know, what, uh, what might happen in the, in the off season. So um, we'll see about that. He's an RFA at the, uh, at the end of this year um, still, you know, has some, I, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he does have some arbitration rights. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it seems like he, he definitely wants to come back not only to, to be a part of the, the Blackhawks and, 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 you know, have a role in the rebuild, um, but also to keep playing with his brother, Seth Jones and, um, I think that that's you know a little bit a little bit of an extra incentive to maybe uh, try and get something worked out with Chicago, uh, but I, I think it kind of comes down to what what does Chicago want to do? Do do they feel like Seth or uh, Caleb Jones rather is fitting the mold of what they want in the rebuild? He got shuffled into the uh, in, into the rotation at the end of the year here with uh, a number of the of the defensemen that Derek King was was cycling through, and didn't allow him to continuously have consistent efforts um, but I think tonight was a, a great way to kind of if this was the last time he played this season uh, I'm not sure about the lineup for uh, for Friday but 
Um, if this was the last time he played the season, it's one of his best efforts that he could have gone out on. So it'll be interesting to see. I, th- I think there are a lot of young defensemen coming up that m- may leapfrog Caleb Jones, but uh, I-, I think if, if the Blackhawks want to bring him back and, and see if he can – uh, you know, push push guys for for NHL time. Young guys that are going to be uh, you know trying to get into the lineup in next season. I think it'll be um, it'll be good good for him to be around to to compete and good for the younger players to uh, uh, compete against a guy who's got you know a, a triple digits in NHL games under his belt. Real quick, uh, sorry, Greg. Real quick, uh, yes, he is arbitration eligible. Uh, the qualifying offer for Seth Jones would be Seth Jones. Keep doing that for Caleb yeah, Jones yeah. would be nine hundred k. So, so it's, he's, he's not going to cost you a ton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, it depends. It, when you look at next year, they got three veterans under contract. Seth, Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe. So that's half your de- starting defenseman. And those guys, slotted. those guys are in, in the lineup. You're right. No, so no that leaves you three spots. You got a slew of young guys. We've seen a lot of Lassic. We've seen a lot of Regula. You know, they've kept Mitchell and Kalanuk down in Rockford all season to kind of develop them. So those guys, I imagine, are going to get a strong look at. A guy like Isaac Phillips deserves to yeah. get a look at. He had three assists tonight as the Ice Hogs won again. I like him a lot, man. I, I'm a big fan of his. Great kid. Um, he's going to be a fan favorite. So, you know, do you bring Caleb back for one year saying you're probably going to be our seventh guy again? But if you play in, you know, if, if, it, if it just – if he just wants to be here so he can play on the same team as his brother and he's fine with that role, then sure, why not? For 900 k you know, yeah. sure. They do a hell of a lot worse at it for a sixth or seventh defenseman. They've than done Caleb. a hell of a lot worse all season long, and his name is Eric Gustafson. <laughs> So that's correct. And he's yeah. making more than, and he is he making is he making more than 900 who cares what he's making whatever he's making is too much. So yeah, the, uh, Caleb comes back. I would I'd say I wouldn't I would be more surprised if he's not back than if he is back. He uh Gustafson is making 800k. Okay. Right now Caleb Jones 850k. Scenes. So, we got that in the couch cushions here. <laughs> it's about 7 along yeah, with Mad Pack's beard hairs. It's about 799,000 too much, but what do I know? All right, what else did we So Mario, did you, I I wrote you on our little Slack feed about the uh Jonathan yeah. Taves ice touching gate. <laughs> and it seems like since I know I wrote you, people have sort of concluded he was just picking up his mouth guard. Do you have an update on mouth guard ice touching gate? <laughs> um, I cannot say that I, I saw that. Um, you know, I, I stuck around to kind of grab the, the, the last salute from the team, but then um, it was kind of a, a, mash, a mad dash to get down to the, uh, to, to the press room. So I, I, I don't know if I saw that uh, clearly, but um, – yeah, I mean, if it was uh, if it was anything more than picking up his uh, his mouthpiece, that's it's pretty interesting given uh, you know the, what he has been saying in this last month as the uh, as the season is wrapped up. Um, I don't know, I don't know. It, it's it's very uh, very interesting if it is anything more than picking up a mouth guard, but um, that that's the biggest uh, that's the biggest question I think one of the biggest questions looming this summer is. You know, what is his future role with the team? Uh, does it extend beyond this summer? Does it extend beyond the 2022-23 the season? Um, that's, that's, that's a big question that needs to be answered. And, uh, you know, he, he, was, he was put out uh, on, in starting lineup with uh, himself and, and Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett. 
um, you know, a good nod for the home crowd to get something to cheer about right away is like, hey, let's get our biggest uh, biggest three forwards, put them together. But I don't know, maybe it might have been uh, a little bit of a, a unspoken sign of uh, sign of respect from from Derek King to, to put Taze out there with with Kane and to bring it and just kind of, you know, kind of give him one more uh, one more big hurrah. Uh, if this was his last game at the United Center, we don't know. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll find out how things uh, uh, how things develop over the summer, though. We were told that the uh, we're getting Mark Shifley for uh, Jonathan Taves this off season. Yeah, so. and cool. Owen Power for and Patrick Owen Power Kane. for Patrick Kane. So cool. Yeah, these are the trade. These are the trade offers being sent to us via Twitter. Yeah, that's so here. Just just Twitter a PSA. GMs are are undefeated. <laughs> Just a PSA, when you send a trade offer, think of it from the other team's perspective too. Nah. No. <laughs> like, no. This is this is NHL twenty two where you can turn off reject trade. Yeah. Turn off trade logic. Yeah, exactly. Turn off yeah. the salary cap and put it on easy mode. Yeah. yeah. Any other uh, news and notes before we get to our fourth stars of the game? Uh Derek King spoke about um, a couple of things that we're I'll I'll try and go through quickly. Um, Alec Regula will be sent down to the Ice Hogs uh, immediately, so he will play in the final uh, two games I believe they have left on the schedule. He'll play in Rockford for those final two games and then uh, into the postseason. Um, Alex Vlasic and Reese Johnson are the other two players in uh, discussions to go to Rockford, but no decisions have been made on that yet or if uh, either of them will uh, end up going, but um, those are the two that, that Derek mentioned. Uh, as potentially going to Rockford to help them uh, as they get ready for the playoffs. Um, he also spoke about uh, Tyler Johnson had some interesting comments about um, trying to the Blackhawks needing to kind of simplify things uh, this season and to try and facilitate more success. Uh, he he spoke about how the Tampa Bay Lightning kind of had to buy into their system uh, totally as a team coaches, players all together, being able to buy into to what they needed to do, the simple things, the small things to, uh, to, to have the bigger successes. And he spoke about that that was something that Tampa Bay had to, had to realize after they were uh, upset, and I believe it was the 2019 Stanley Cup uh, yep. playoffs when they were bounced by uh, the Blue Jackets. Lo and behold, that's the lesson they learned, and then they're now defending back-to-back defending Cup champions. So, you know, Tyler Johnson's one of those guys where it's just like, yeah, he's making probably a little bit too much than what he can provide on the ice, but um, he's a veteran that I think Derek King, if he's around next season as head coach, um, Derek King has put a lot of emphasis in the last couple of days talking about if he was the head coach next season, wanting to have veterans along with the young players to kind of help bring them along in their development. Um, he spoke about Tyler Johnson and and the comments he made and said that uh, you know, that's something that he feels those veteran types of players can can bring to the young players and, and said that not just coaches, but other players can help bring along those players in their development. So um, something pretty interesting for 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 him to uh, to put out there. Um, you know, if he's around, it, it might that might influence what the, the Blackhawks do this offseason uh, as far as free agents go, as far as roster construction goes. Um, we've talked about it too. It, you know, you might see some veterans that uh, are on one-year deals and might be around for, you know, not a long time but a good time and get flipped at the at the deadline. So uh, it was it was interesting to hear that and, and kind of get a little bit of insight as to 
you know, what he might, uh, you know, say to Kyle Davidson if he is the head coach uh, beyond this season. I really liked what Tyler Johnson's had to say lately. And, yeah, you know, probably makes too much money. But I think since he's gotten back and gotten healthy, his play has been really good. Yeah. Uh, he was the number one star in this game, mainly because he scored the game-winning goal. But uh, I thought he played really well. So with that, why don't we get to our CHGO fourth stars of the game. Uh, I'm a little peeved because mine was Tyler Johnson. Yeah, he got and the then he went and star. scored the game winner and screwed up the whole thing. Um, so I gave mine to Philip Kurashev. Uh, he just continues to play well. I really like that entire line uh, during this game, and I think they've, they've found some chemistry together. Kurashev is such an interesting case study for me in, in terms of what is his future? What is his ceiling? What kind of player is he going to be? What do the Hawks think of him? Um, I think he's really been solid lately and looks like he's starting to figure things out. So this offseason is obviously going to be huge for him and a lot of the young players on the Hawks. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. What's next in his career? Is there more or is this it? Either way, I thought he played terrific in this game. 15-15 uh, of ice time, had an assist. He was a plus two, two shots on goal, another shot attempt, and a takeaway. So solid overall game for Kurashev. so he gets my fourth star. Yeah, it was Tyler Johnson got the first star. Of course, Taylor Radish was the second star with his two goals. And Sam Lafferty, who was going to be my pick, uh, they gave him the third star. He had two assists. I thought for sure Chandler Stevenson of the Knights would get a star with three assists, but what do I know? No, screw nope. him. We are anti-Knights. So I'm going to go with Caleb <laughs> Jones as my fourth star. We talked a lot about him already. Just He had that real real nice goal. Um, had two shots on goal for the night. It, it took that bad penalty right after the goal. So, you know, but the Hawk, you know, they got they got through that. Very noticeable. Made that diving play in overtime that prevented a scoring chance. So, you know, solid game for him. And Caleb and Seth Jones have the same amount of goals with one game to go in a year. If you would have told me that in the beginning of the season, I would have been like, man, Caleb Jones is having an awesome year. <laughs> Speaking of that, we mentioned this last week. The Blackhawks still 81 games in do not have a power play goal from yeah. a defenseman. The last time that happened, 1970-71 expansion Buffalo Sabres. The last team to not have a power play goal for from a defenseman for an entire season. So something to keep in mind. On Friday? You could Buffalo. really see, yeah, you could really see Seth Jones trying to get a goal in that oh, game. I guarantee you Eric Gustafson is going to be in the lineup Friday night just, just to score a power play goal. No doubt. Just fire him. No, they'll, just, probably go, they'll probably go 11 forward, seven defensemen. And uh, if, they get a, if they get a third period power play, they're going to go five, five, defensemen. five defensemen. Yeah, but five defensemen out there with That's Alex cool. Vlasic in front of the net. Yeah. I'm not against it. It worked for Dustin Bufflin, my friends. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Who do you got, Mario? I went with someone who I, I thought was going to get a, a star um, after the performance that he put in in, in extra time, but I, I went with Kevin Lankinen, uh, 37 saves uh, on, on 40 shots faced and then stopped all seven shootout attempts from the, uh, from the Golden Knights. Um, just, you know, for a guy who's had uh, such a difficult season, um, you know, he, ha he hasn't at times looked like the Kevin Lankinen we saw last year who broke out as a rookie and kind of took the starting job for the Blackhawks in the shortened season um, to, to have the performance that he had another good, you know, he had, I think this is back-to-back -back good performances for Kevin Lincoln and, um, you know, great to see him kind of, kind of finish the year uh, on a, on a positive note here. Um, I, 
sounded like from what Derek King said that this probably is Lankinen's last start of the year. Uh, he, he mentioned that Colin Delia deserves to get one more look in the season. So no decision made yet about who's going to start on a Friday, but it sounds like it'll be Delia. Um, but for this to be Lankinen's last performance of the season, um, the ovation he got in the shootout and, and after the game was, uh, you know, f- for such a for such a, a easy player to root for, a nice guy, um, you know, the tough year that he's had both, you know, on the ice and, and off the ice with injuries, how and, and how that affected him, um, you know, hand in hand. Uh, it was just really, really great to see him have, have the performance he did and have the uh, hopefully, you know, I, I think that that's probably the best way to send him off for the year. Um, whether or not he comes back, we don't know yet. Um, but I, I think you know he, it, was, it was a great performance. I really thought he was going to be one of the stars of the game after the shootout performance. But uh, I appreciate the, the Blackhawks not selecting him so I could select him. <laughs> they screwed us otherwise. Yeah, right. Yeah, he. you know, Lincoln in a couple good games in a row here. And uh, just it's just like the entire team. You want everybody to finish strong. I'm really glad they're going to give Delia another shot. Um because, I mean, look, you want to talk about a guy who has been a consummate pro throughout his tenure with Chicago and Rockford, whether or not he's back in any way, shape, or form next year remains to be seen. I would probably guess not for Delia. He's probably looking for a fresh start, which is understandable. Give him a start. He absolutely yeah. deserves one. He, he's definitely a guy over these past two, three seasons, especially last year with the taxi squad. He's a guy that could have easily just blown up and, and you know, told you to stick it and – you know, he, so he's 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 swallowed his his tongue a bit, I'm sure. So yeah, reward him with a start, but good for Lankinen. Uh So are we going to uh, concede to Mario and, yeah. and I think this is the second straight game. Kevin Lankinen's getting the fourth star. Yeah. Two Yo. t-shirts. Wow. Yeah, we can get him. We can get him a Hawks one, and we'll get him one of the uh, whatever his favorite baseball team. We'll give him one we'll of those. We'll throw in some uh, some Nux stickers as well. That's it, exactly. Right. We'll get him some Matt Peck beard here. We got that on Clarence. <laughs> yeah, mustache I, uh, here. I saw that happen there. Uh, it's almost unrecognizable now without the mustache. It's yeah, amazing like it. what a what a small uh, small adjustment can do to someone's uh, someone's face. There. Oh, just wait until I make a shaving mistake. Because it happens oh. maybe once, twice a year, and I will come in here beardless. He, and you wouldn't, guys he wouldn't last a second on this show without the facial hair, my friend. <laughs> cannot look at me. I also have I have threatened uh, my daughter's softball team with my alter ego shooter, um, where I shave a Rod Beck-style uh, oh. mustache um, just to really embarrass the girls. Yeah, but if you grow you that go. stash and you're hanging out at the softball field, you <laughs> might be arrested. Just, my van has windows. They're tinted, but there's windows. Come on. I'd call the cops on you. You can't. It's my not me. It's Shooter. I, I'm supposed to be here. Shooter is my alternate personality. Is is nothing shoot, like me. Shooter's real name, Chester? You know what? I I don't have one, but yes. Yes, I think go. that fits right. perfectly. Yes, it does. <laughs> all right, Mario. Maybe, maybe if we get bored for content this summer, we can all go with uh with some some shooter mustaches. Some oh, we man. can go with uh <laughs> we can we could dye them dye them blonde like uh good old Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hell yeah, brother. There you go. And I, I need to find somewhere to crash because my wife cannot look at me. We got three. We got three <laughs> we got comfy couches. couches right over there. <laughs> all right. We got couches. All right, Mario. We'll do thanks, it. We'll man. do it for charity. We'll pick a charity, and then that's we're all. Well, that's we're all that's the, the that's why I did in the first place when yeah. Danny Parkins raised all that money for charity last year. Uh, said, "Hey, if you hit your mark, I'm going to do it," and I did it. So there yeah. you go. All right. Shooter Something to look go. forward to. Shooter lives. <laughs> all right, Mario. 
We'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Thank you. All right. See you guys. All right, that's Mario Tirabasi live from the United Center. Our last home game of the year. You know, we've been kind of looking forward to this season ending, and I'm starting to get the sads because um, I freaking love hockey, and I love Blackhawks hockey, and we got one more game. Yeah. And it's uh, – Well, good news is we got the Stanley Cup playoffs. Those are kind of fun. I know, but it's not the No, Hawks. it does suck because it's like we, we jumped on this in March. Yeah. And it's like – Mario and I got to be part of the beat. We got to go to the games and the practices. We're just getting in our groove. Right. You know, and, and everybody uh, who's part of the beat, all, all, the, all the guys you, you follow and, and, and girls, Tracy and, and, Mar- and Laz and Scott Powers and Ben Pope, Phil Thompson, John Dietz, they've all been wonderful. Yeah. Charlie, they've been so good with Mario and I. It's great to I. meet him finally. Yeah, exactly, for the first time again. Um <laughs> And, and everybody with the Blackhawks media staff and the team, they've been so welcoming. Uh, you know, obviously, they, we've, we've forged a pretty good relationship to start with them bringing Derek King and Chris Vosters. We're hoping to keep that rolling. Uh, we're hoping to get some Ice Hogs guests here, hopefully for next week. They won again tonight, 6-1. to one. Uh, Josiah Slavin had a pair of goals, so they are just a couple of percentage points behind Milwaukee. Uh, for that third place spot, and that's big because the top five teams in the Central are making the playoffs. Top three get a bye. That fourth and fifth seed have to play each other in a best of three series to see who plays the Wolves in the in the second first round, whatever you want to call it. So, Ice Hogs are in Milwaukee Friday night. All right. So basically, whoever if they beat. Milwaukee in regulation Friday night, they will get that third seed and they will get the bye and then they will play the winner of, uh, no, they'll play Manitoba in the, in the first round. So how very simple and understandable. Very, I know I, I literally <laughs> studied it for 30 minutes and I still screwed it up. Uh, basically beat Milwaukee, yeah, beat Milwaukee, get the bye. And for you ice hogs fans, here's an added bonus. Friday night's game in Milwaukee is the AHL TV free game of the week. So you don't even have to pay to watch it. Go to AHL.TV, select the game. You'll get to watch it free. Make sure you pick the away feed so you get to hear our pal Joey Z call the game. Even though Aaron Sims does a really good job with the Milwaukee broadcast, you want Joey Z. Joey Z is one of the most exciting play-by-play guys in the business. We're hoping to have Joey on uh, before the playoffs start, get him to give us kind of a season in review and get us all caught up on all things Ice Hogs. So we're going to be paying attention to our little piglets down there in the AHL farm and uh, keep you posted, let you know how they're doing. As I said, we're, we're hoping we're going to get some some players on, on hopefully, because um, just because the season ends on Friday, the CHGO Blackhawks podcast is not going anywhere. We're still going to give you five shows a week. Monday through Friday. Uh, we're going to do three in-studio live YouTube shows. I believe those are going to be Monday through Wednesdays in the afternoons, at least from the start. It may switch around with baseball season. Um, and then we're going to have two audio-only shows available wherever you're consuming your podcast. So we're still going to give you five shows a week. So we got lots of fun stuff. We got lots of draft stuff coming up. Yeah, there's a. T- I mean, this um, off season is going to be. Yeah, we're, we're, crazy we're definitely busy. going to try and incorporate a mailbag day, maybe once a week. Throwback I'll Thursdays, look, we're going to do. We're going to look back at some of the best Hawks playoff series. We're going to talk Stanley Cup playoffs. I know it's a Blackhawks podcast, but we're going to talk a lot about the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll talk a lot about the AHL playoffs. You know, we have the Ice Hawks. Hopefully, they make a long run, and if not. 
you know, there's another AHL team in Chicago, the Wolves. Yeah. I know they're not Blackhawks affiliated, but if they they are primed to make a deep run, um, so we'll we'll be talking all hockey all summer long, and then when the Blackhawks give us some news, we'll be the first to talk about it. Absolutely, and we we appreciate all of you guys not only in the comments section tonight. We got over 40 people in the live chat great. for a team that's not making the playoffs at 11:30 on a on a Wednesday night. You know, you guys are driving the ship here. If you guys aren't the ones watching the YouTube, lit, downloading the podcast, becoming a member over at allchgo.com, getting your free t-shirts without your support, Jay and I have to go get real jobs again, and I refuse to do that. I will not no. be able to function in the real world again. Don't let that happen. Y you've given me the taste of my dream, <laughs> and I don't want to let it go. Without you guys and your support, we can't do this, so we love you guys. Keep it up, and we're not going anywhere this summer. You're not getting rid of us that easy. No, not at all, and and see some new people in the chat. Steve uh, is excited to be here, loving the CHGO thing, and a bunch of people. We, we greatly appreciate it. we got our regulars in here, too. Region Rev and, of course, January and Skokes and, and everybody who's been with us since CHGO launched. We we love it. We love that you're here. Whether we agree with you, disagree with you on Blackhawks and hockey topics, you're here for us every night. We appreciate that, and, and we hope to just grow this community bigger and bigger and bigger as we go. So make sure you're subscribed on your podcast apps, right? Whatever you prefer. If you listen to a few, subscribe on all of them. It helps. A five-star Apple podcast review that's like gold to us. Frankly, when the show started, some people were mad about the switch and left some bad reviews. We could use some good reviews to get us boosted back up to the five-star range where we were before. So leave a five-star Apple podcast review. We would greatly appreciate that. And subscribe to the YouTube page and just consume the product. Hawks, Cubs, Sox, Bears, Bulls. Sky. Sky. Some other stuff coming soon yep. that you're going to be very excited about. All CHGO and all Chicago podcast. Yeah, that has a lot of fun stuff. It's so it's nonstop content Absolutely. for you guys. Uh, and look, I know we've got diehard Hawks fans here, but just like me, I'm a fan of the Bears and the Cubs. We got the draft the Bears. tomorrow. There's going to be a huge draft show on CHGO Bears. So that's just why we're going to be. Around. That's why Friday night's post game show is going to be from our our respective basements. Right. Because uh, we're getting booted out of the studio for the Bears draft. I'll allow it this time. This time. one time. That's it. Only because it's the first year. Yeah. But I refuse to take a back seat to those stinking <laughs> Bears ever again. I'm kidding. Our Bears coverage, Adam Hogue uh, and the boys, they do a great job. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking a second ago about our diehards. Uh, we got Region Rev on the screen. Um who keeps winning? She's she's apparently expert gambler. We should we should get her on the really? daily bets show. That's another one of our great shows. Uh, she should replace Sean. What do you mean? Why? Because Sean's really bad at betting. <laughs> He's had to reset his bank quite like three often. times. Yeah. Every time I see the graphic request, Sean's got like eighty eight uh, cents. Cody's got like hundred and fifty bucks, and Sean's at eighty eight cents. So uh, maybe, excuse me, Greg. Please show the respect to Sean Anderson. His bank account is now at two dollars and fifteen okay. cents. All right, my bad. All right? My bad. All right. But he's anyway, a, he's, uh, he's got to get hot. That's it. That's it. Right. That's it. He well, had a shot of alert today, so maybe that will get some sense in them. But I wanted to correctly credit somebody earlier when I said the sad Phil Collins reference. That wasn't my reference. I believe it was our diehard fan, January, well, who accurate. made that reference. So 
Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to steal the credit for that. I did not come up with that. That was hers. So I wanted to give credit where credit is due. Otherwise, she will haunt the chat room for the next three nights. So. It is a very fitting nickname for Pete. It is. It is. He's very. He's, he's very sad. Especially tonight. sad tonight, and we are delighted because there's something that, in the air tonight that the Golden Knights the are not in the playoffs. It's absolutely spectacular. All right. So before we wrap up, uh, we mentioned a little bit, but just so you know, the rest of the week tomorrow. Thursday, we're audio only. Look for that to drop around 3.30 p.m. Friday, we will have a live post game, but it will be uh, a StreamYard broadcast. It'll be, we won't be in studio, but we will be here live, handling the chat, all that sort of stuff. Maybe maybe one of my pugs will make a guest appearance. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. I'm sure I can get my daughter to stumble in and annoy me uh, during the post game on Friday if she's up that late. So I don't think you even have to convince her. No, she loves to. Just leave the door unlocked. Yeah, no, she'll <laughs> she'll find her way. I promise you that. All right, before we wrap up, I want to remind you, join our NHL playoff bracket challenge. I just retweeted it from the CHGO Blackhawks Twitter account at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Of course, you need to be following that Twitter account. You're going to need a passcode to play. That passcode is flower. The only place you get the passcode is listening to the podcast. So... If someone's like, hey, what's that passcode? Be like, oh, you know what? I forgot. You got to go back and listen. And don't give them a timestamp either. Just tell yeah, them to watch we got, the Yeah, we're thing. rewarding y'all for your loyalty and for being here with us. Uh, so if you want to get in that bracket challenge, go to the Twitter account at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Click that link to our bracket challenge. I should probably pin that. I'll pin that soon. There you go. So people can get in and use that code FLOWER. Yep. That's the key to entry. And uh, we'll be playing along with you. And the winner gets a free CHGO t-shirt of their choice from the CHGO locker and some awesome swag yeah, as well. We'll find a, we'll find some uh, we'll find some cool shred, something else fun. Yeah, something that screams us. Screams us. Maybe a Roosevelt shirt. Those are too expensive. You're not getting one of mine. <laughs> All right, let's not. Go You're not getting one of mine. I'll send you somebody else's. You're not getting one of mine. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. We appreciate it. Remember, we are always presented. By points bet. We love everybody at points bet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up, and you will get two risk free bets up to $2,000. For my partners, Greg Boyson, who's right there, Mario Tirabasi, who's on the road somewhere, I'm Jay Zawaski. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.